Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this week's episode of the Gym Owners Podcast. I'm your disingenuous radio host, having voice, Tyler Stone. Uh, you can, John is over there. Hi, John. How are you doing? I'm over here. Hi, Tyler. Yeah, we're getting through the day, guys. I have an exploded knee. We're running through a podcast. You don't need a knee to do a podcast, apparently, but it seems like I've needed my need to do any real meaningful productive work this week it has been a motherfucker. i just just sitting in anything makes me go oh, i'm gonna not do this it's terrible i'm gonna go back downstairs and sit on my chair for eight more hours but this is the world we're living in guys this week's episode we're gonna talk about what you can do to stand out above and beyond the competition in your area your direct competition you don't have to mm-hmm. be the fanciest gym in the world but what gyms are people choosing from when your gym is in the conversation and what can you do to rise above them? And we're going to tell you, it's pretty fucking easy. Really, really is. If you objectively look back and take a look at it, it is not that hard to set yourself apart and to set yourself much, much above the rest of the competition. So before we get started, make sure you get into the gym owners revolution, Facebook group links in our description. Don't miss it. That's where all the parties happening. And if you want to work with us directly, we have the gear Academy, this is our business coaching product. We t- we help you take your business from where it is to where you want it to be. And we do it uh, really with a constant focus on doing things the right way. Okay. We're not coming in to have you do the slimy shit. We're not turning your gym into some turn and burn, bait and switch, fucking lead, lead producing monster uh, that doesn't get your clients results at the expense of your own brand. We're here to make sure that your gym can have its cake and eat it too and pay you well in the process. So if you want in on that, go to gymownersrevolution.com or the link in our descriptions for that. Gear Academy. It's a it's it's our best product. It's it's I will say the spot where John and I are able to have the most impact, uh, wide reaching impact in regards to the fitness industry and making sure that we're changing the way that things are getting done. That's why it's the gym owners revolution. So get in there, follow the show at the gym owners podcast on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to the show, however you're listening to it. There's also video versions of the show going down in the Facebook group. So follow John at jbanksfl. Follow me at Tyler F and Stone on Instagram. And let's get right into it so take a look around your competition i want you guys to know one thing we've looked at lots of gyms john we've done research for some content creation we've been doing where we have looked at 10 gyms in each state that's 500 gyms not including the great what is it puerto rico what is what is it what we is, may have what is left it? out it's the territory or something. Yeah, the, ter- <laughs> the territories of the u.s we may have we did not count the out. outlying territories but we were it's 500 gyms we were perusing their social media, and um, of course, social media is not the best indicator of how things are going in a business and what they're doing as far as results, but it does give you a good sense for what they're putting out outwardly. And I'm going to tell you guys, if you want to stand above your competition, it's not that hard. It only takes a little bit of effort. It's really it. The title of this episode, we're working in, the bar is so low, you guys. This is not that hard. Okay, short of being a large-scale 24-hour fitness gym where you need to have half a million, a million dollars worth of equipment, if that's your goal, go for it. Save the money or whatever. Start doing what you're doing now and start building or fucking hit up the bank, get investors. I don't care what you need to do. But short of that, right, it actually doesn't cost that much money to get into the fitness industry. Almost any schmuck can do it. You know, I did it with a 401k that I beefed up for just a couple of years, and I was like, fuck it, liquidate it. Let's open a gym. You know, it's not mm-hmm. that hard to do. So the barrier to entry is very low, which means the effort that people are putting into actually growing and developing in your area, it's it's not that high. It's really not high. And very much so what a lot of people in the fitness industry do is put all their effort into getting open. 
into having a gym, into becoming mm-hmm. a gym owner, to having the equipment and getting things out there. And then they stop trying as well. And that's the thing. If you're the one putting the effort in for social media and for marketing into actually, actually putting the effort into getting your clients results, and that's a big one, um, you will almost instantly float above head and shoulders above all of your competition and not just in performance and not just in sales, not just in public interest, but like you literally will, your people will get better results and the public perception all around your town is that that is the place. And it happens very quickly. I will say this. If you spend a year like we do in the gear Academy, diligently building your marketing around the fact that you actually get clients results. And if you Mm -hmm. don't, changing your system so that you do okay like really really making that the focus of what we're trying to do here and speaking about it and maintaining a very high level of professionalism in the process creating a premium experience it doesn't have to just be expensive or hoity-toity but just like a an experience is focused on the things that people want one year one year i will guarantee you you will have an absolute paradigm shift as far as what the reputation of your gym is what the word is on the street and the amount of people that are just chomping at the bit to do business with you that's a one year though if you know what you're looking for mm-hmm. you know what i mean if you it's it's a year of 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 making those cuz the one thing that we definitely have noticed tyler going through the 500 plus instagram accounts is 97% of what we were looking at either looked like the same Mm -hmm. as everything else. And it was dog shit. And it's ultimately, I don't think it's, I don't think it's gym owners fault for why it looks dog shit in my opinion, or why it completely misses the mark. Because if you don't know a thing, it can be, it's hard to know what I'm looking at is what's good and what's bad. Yeah. And You're also, doing the fitness equivalent of coming in and walking on the elliptical for 30 minutes and hoping that you get abs by the time it's all said and done. You know, and if somebody that's what asks, you're doing with your business. Do you exercise? Yeah, I do. And it's like, eh, I do okay. some marketing. <laughs> so, oh yeah. We, 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 I posted some posts. And so, <laughs> and the reason why it's poking fun is because it's, the problem is the reason why it's, it's not your fault is that the examples that you're seeing, the examples of what you think it's supposed to look like, or you see, everybody else's and it looks like this. So you do, Oh, well, I'm going to post something that looks like that. It's that's the reason why the bar is so low Yeah, because you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. And so that's where we see ends up taking where you may, it's the most deadly place to be as mm-hmm. a business owner is to think, Oh, well, I, I've got that covered. I'm good. I've got that. And, if, and you feel like, well, I got it covered. Cause yeah, no, we post, I, my coaches, they, they've been posting for us for, for years yeah. on social media. And, and, and my we, coaches, and they seem to be young and social media savvy. It's like, yeah, that's not what this is, dude. And, and it is, there's a very specific formula. And really from what we're starting to see, there's really certain categories of content that needs to be out there. And if you're missing though, if you're missing those pieces of content, it just comes down to where you as the gym owner know it to be true, which is, well, we're not hitting, I'm not getting as many lead or I wish I had had more members or I'm not making as much money or, you know, folks or folks leave or whatever it is, whatever the things are. A lot of times it just comes down to, are you crafting, are you perfecting that narrative of 
what you do, what results that you are bringing to the table and are helping people achieve. Is that being said? Because you're saying lots of things via social media or you're saying lots of things, but oftentimes they're things that don't connect and they don't resonate with anyone that actually has a choice of going to your gym or not. Yeah. And to start, the first, I would say, geez, what are we looking at here? I'd say the first 75% of this conversation is going to be one thing and one thing only. Everything else falls under this umbrella, and that is expectations. Okay. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of things we use to set expectations, but that expectation should involve, with a capital P, professionalism. Okay. That means, like, the way you speak on social media, it, it should be your tone for sure, for sure. But just know. That there is no shortage of fitness stuff going on out there with some kind of loose agreement with nothing really being sure about what's going on and what's going to happen and who this person really is. And I promise you, if you over deliver on the professionalism in every contact that you make, uh, whether it's direct, indirect, whether it's just social media, whether it's someone emails you, whether it's follow up or setting appointments or whatever it is, if you can over deliver on the professionalism side, you you won't have to see a person or coach a person before they will start to speak about you, about how good your business is. Mm -hmm. It's really, really, really wild. I had an experience uh, last couple of weeks of interacting with some sports specific personal trainers. So sports specific personal trainers and talking to them about their business model yeah, and listening kind of how they run their business. And it wasn't at one particular location. So this was consistent across multiple locations, either trainers that were already at a gym, at a facility that let them kind of act as entrepreneurs and, and do their own thing out of that facility, all the way to somebody that doesn't even have a facility and just does it on their own and kind of has their own kind of spots that's kind of like a, a, a closet in the wall, all the way to a sports-specific gym 45 minutes north, right? And, and all all four of these trainers had the exact same unfucking professional model that was done in the guise of convenience. Mm -hmm. And the convenience was how you pay and handle how they handle payments. And how they handle payments is cash only, no commitments, confirming the day before whether or not you're going to show up or they show up. And kind of this weird. Nobody really exists on a schedule. Nebulous. It's There's no, no schedule. Calendar to know where you fit in. Your next month with them is completely up in the air, including the next day. And all hinges off of a text message being delivered 24 hours prior. Crazy. And I go, well, how many clients do you have? Well, you know, I have 45 and my brother has 32. And I was like, and you guys are texting people the day before every single week. I said, oh, uh, also, this is not a confirmation. This isn't, this isn't like, Hey, reminder, our session is tomorrow. This is our, are we having this appointment? This is, this isn't, this isn't a follow-up system, by the way, because the things you're describing, mm -hmm. I don't mind somebody getting, if you're, if you're running a calendar, Absolutely. I don't mind somebody getting a 24 hour notice. Mm -hmm. saying like, hey, you have this appointment at this day. There's a big difference between a reminder and what this is. And this is like scheduling on the fly. It's fucking crazy. 
And so to think about it, it's if you're always thinking about, am I going to be paid tomorrow? How much better of a coach could you be if that isn't the thought process? How much more could you be doing if you're not texting 45 people a week to confirm whether or not you're making money that next week? Yeah. And every piece that I'm going to tell you this back to on the expectations piece, we always want to bridge back to the client side as well, right? And on this piece, you're essentially doing single day commitments on short notice for the most part. Mm-hmm. And that turns into something where these clients are not invested for the long term, not at all. They don't know that they're not in like, I'm in this for 12 weeks. I'm in this. I'm committed. The money hasn't left their hands, which means the commitment is not made. There's always an opt out psychologically. That is an out for them. And they always have it. Mm-hmm. Okay. By getting people to commit up front, this doesn't have to be the be all end all, but I promise you this. If I had, if I had 10 people, okay. And half of them were paying literally session to session, confirming 20, 24 hours before. And the other half were paying me flat out like the whole 12 weeks up front, the half that paid up front, I would guarantee you will get better results. I, I mean, it's a, it's a foregone conclusion. And also the half that pay up front are guaranteed. I'm guaranteed to get all their money. <laughs> right. And, and there, there is no way that, 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 so once that, once I close that deal, that deal is done. My time slot is locked in. We're good to go. That's because again, your system needs to be designed, not just for professionalism for your sake. Okay. But it needs to be done so that it makes things so that the client can worry about the only thing that matters, which is all they got to do is show up and all they got to do is do the things they tell you, nutrition-wise, training-wise, whatever. If that experience is easy, then the only thing they're doing is getting the car and going to the place. That's it. Make it is this is and a thing a lot of people miss when I talk about setting expectations or making appointments or, or however it is you're doing this. Um it needs you need to make it as easy as possible for people to do business with you. Literally to pay, to get informed, whatever this is. John, with mm-hmm. some of the online products we've sold, it's insane the difference if you have to make somebody make one more click. Oh to yeah. Buy something. The drop off is crazy. And so when you're talking like, okay, they don't know until the day before. Well, you know what they have then is they have all week they can make a plan for that day. And then they you can shoot them a message and be like, hey, are we, we doing this tomorrow? And they can say, No, I got a thing that came up. Mm-hmm. versus if it was all on the schedule for the next three months, problem solved. Yep. And then all you're doing is damage control when there is a conflict, and that's it. You're only addressing and solving problems. Instead, this way, you're creating a problem every single time. Anyone who is doing this scheduling on the fly, you're out of your damn mind. You're sending – the amount of text messages you're sending is nuts. It's, it's, no, it's, it's crazy. For no extra money. So that's where it's like it's, – it's not even where it's like, well, you know, we can go session to session, but – it's more expensive because I need to be able to know that you're in it. Yeah. I got to know that you're here because think about it. Even psychologically from a client's perspective. And then also from you as a coach's perspective, it's what kind of result, like what kind of results am I looking to try and get? If it's just kind of like, well, maybe we'll see each other every week. Yeah. And then what type of results are you prepping to try and help a client get? You can't, if, if you, if you are going session to session, and you are mapping out anything more than literally that next day ahead of time, it's a waste, a waste. of your goddamn time. Yeah. But the guy that gives you the cash for 12 weeks or six weeks up front, or even even if it's just fucking four weeks up front, 
for the month you're covered. Yeah. At least you now have a plan for an, some actual continuity to be able to get people the results and then that keeps them coming and keeps. And this keep- is why we've, we front load the money on everything that we do. And even in our consulting business, for the most part, we try to front load the money because that's where all the work is. Right. It's just, it is where the work is. So like sometimes the worst thing you can do is close a bunch of sales that don't have a bunch of money up front in hopes that you're going to fulfill over the next year. Cause that's really hard to do. Cause you're like, Oh, now I got to bring them in. I got to onboard. I get 20 new people. They're going to jam up my classes. 20 new people Mm -hmm. that don't know anything, 20 new plans. I got to write up 20 new, like, it's just a lot of stuff. And it's just, it's not always worth it for the money that you're, if you're only going month to month or session to session, it's crazy. So um, now the next thing too, though, outwardly, right. With your social media, that professionalism should be done in the tone as well, Mm -hmm. right? That should be the way it is. You should speak about what the process is that you, you know, we're fucking, we're fucking adults here. And maybe, you know what, if you're a badass spot, whatever it is, and you're just, you're edgy and we just, you know, we're a, we're a dirty, grimy strength gym. That's okay too. But like, I need to know that I'm dealing with fucking adults here, not criminals. Like that's, it's super important. Like, like the place can be extreme and hardcore and stuff, but like, the relationship should be defined thoroughly up front and that should still be defined professionally. And if it's not, you don't have a business, you have a club and that's okay too. But then don't complain to me because you're not making enough fucking money. But you can have really badass content that's grungy and feels dangerous and still can be very, very professional. Of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it can still be really sharp and be like, Oh, that looks like a fucking dungeon in there where people are tortured. And it's like, and that looks awesome. Cause that's who yeah. you're trying to attract, but you don't want it to be again, like that professionalism of like, this is going to sound, it, it starts getting a little catty, but it's like, it's fucking photos are blur- <laughs> like your photos are blurry. Yeah. Like the videos are <laughs> shitty. Like it's like, if it looks shitty at yeah. some point, you're exactly right. But it, it, it all comes down to like, like you said, Tyler, like the expectations and professionalism of, can you charge if you look like you can only max out and charge people forty dollars? Then that's you've set your ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Now on the other side, when it comes to expectations and professionalism, we've kind of gone into like what people are thinking coming in, what they know. But the moment they make contact with you, whether they're coming in for their first class, let's say after you've sold them, right? Even after you've got them sold. Now you've got someone in, this is your moment to over-deliver. And so if you want to put effort into this for things like retention and when people join a new gym, they're ready to start a new thing, they're excited and they talk, right? Um, but if they have any uncertainty about what is going on or what the fucking plan is or how it really is going to work for them, they're going to kind of not be that loud about it. They're not going to talk to their friends about it near as much as if they got everything explained to them in a way that's great. One thing is that we, we were working on quite a bit with the, uh, you know, the MMA community that we, the MMA gym and stuff that we work with is building a sequence in which when people, people are getting all of their concerns put to rest after they've signed up, meaning oh, like, man. Hey, here's the rules of the spot. We don't want people coming in, not knowing what to do. Do you know how weird it is walking in a new place where everyone's like doing violence to each other? friendly but like you don't know where you can step with shoes and where you can't mm-hmm. and where you hang up your stuff or like what the rules are or what you say you go to some of these places and they're fucking 
got to bow to some picture of fucking helio crazy on the fucking wall like like if you're a regular person on the street like that's fucking weird dude but you can also be a place that doesn't do that and 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 but that should be known like yeah we don't do any of that right. stuff but here's what we do do um that's super important to know i mean it it, it really really is what to bring you know that mm-hmm. place how to tie your belt or what shoes what shoes are best if i join a crossfit gym hey here's the shoes that are going to be best for you like here's some types that you that will work for you great here's some types you should try to avoid and here's the reasons why now the best part about this you don't have to create all that content you can you can just find a subject find somebody else out there on youtube or whatever that speaks or an article a blog article whatever that agrees with you on this thing and you send them that and by the way they're probably better at it more charming on camera than you uh, their content's better, cost them a fortune to make. Just use that. Just use that and send it to them. And mark that down in your process. That's a placeholder. And if there's any one of those pieces of content that eventually you want to freshen up or you want to be able to say your thing on camera about it, then you upgrade that. But this allows you to fold in all of these points of contact with no effort short of identifying what you want to be where, right? How does your, you know, in a boxing gym, how do you, what is your sparring philosophy? Are you one of these go hard places? You just give each other CTE every fucking all the time. It doesn't matter who you are, or what you're trying to do. Or do you have like an actual, you know, philosophy about it? No, we do it like this. It should look like this also. And here's why there's videos out there that you don't have to make it. So this is what we try to do here. That way people are going to see that and go, oh, they're immediately warmed up by the place, right? They can also, you can also use some of that material as advertising as well. Totally. Right. Hey, we know it looks, you know, that it looks extreme, but actually this is our flood. And again, you don't have to fucking make everything from scratch. You don't have to. But that that stuff, again, it's it's expectations. All they need to do is know. All they want to do is know. They need certainty. Anytime there's uncertainty in your uncertainty, frankly, in my opinion, equals unprofessionalism. It's there, it's almost nearly hand in hand in a business relationship. If anything is undefined. That's what I view as things being unprofessional. Like, I don't fucking, you call, call an electrician and the guy doesn't really answer and you leave him a message and then call you back and nothing happens. That's unprofessional. You call him and he answers and he says, yeah, I'll get there later today. While that is great, you're going to be here later. That is also unprofessional. I don't know. <laughs> what does so that mean? Here's what we did when we were in the contracting business, when we were in the service industry. You would get called with a call, right? And it would say, perfect. Uh, we will make sure we will call. It looks like it'll be about this time, but we will call you within an hour and I'll up to give you an hour's notice. You have to be home because we're going to set all the expectations. Our technician is going to find out what's wrong and he's going to give you some options. You're going to have to choose. Right. So you're going to need you're going to someone's going to need to be home to uh, let him. So they know that they also know they're going to get a call an hour before and they know roughly about what time it's going to be. Then they get a phone call an hour before saying, hey, Tyler, our technician is going to be there. They see they get a text message which with a picture of Tyler in front of his van. So they know what his vehicle looks like. They know what he looks like. They know he's friendly. They know he wears regular fucking clothes. They know he's not a psycho, right? Tyler's going to be here. There's a little bio shows how long we've been doing the thing. You know what I mean? It's all great. So then they know that a professional grown-up who knows how to do this is going to come here. He's going to find out what's wrong, and he's going to give them options. And Then they're going to be able to choose how they want to proceed. That's perfect. They know now exactly how everything is going to go. That is professionalism. And you pull the plug on any one of those pieces of those pieces of information that you're giving them, your business appears less professional than the one before it. And you will sell and make less money. Yep. Absolutely. It doesn't, and it feels so abstract because this is also another piece where it's what will, 
closing rates we get we and we, we went hard at the idea of of sales objections a few episodes ago and how you know essentially stop being a piece of shit and worry about sales objections yeah and it's but the reason why is that it's there are so many piece that pieces that come before the actual pitch that probably are going to be the difference maker that is the difference maker yeah. of whether you will close a low tier, mid tier, or a high tier sale, because just like you said, expectations have been set, right? I'm not confused. I know exactly what to expect. So I am walking in as a consumer, whether it's a technician coming to my home to help me with my HVAC unit, or whether I'm going to a gym to make a decision. I mean, one of the things that you didn't reiterate that you threw in there, that was the first things that get said to the person that's making the appointment, which is you're going to be making a decision. Yeah. So they're already warmed up with, Hey, we're going to give you some options to be able to choose from, to be able to help you, you know, do what you want to be able to get done. Yeah. That that removes the, what is your price? Right. Part of the conversation. It's like, Oh, there's, there's options. I'm going to take a look and see what we can choose from. Right. So I'm so warm and I'm so ready so that when I'm there and then the person really is, dresses like an adult, speaks like an adult, everything continues to be sharp, man. It's just like what you're doing is you are slowly just helping someone up a value ladder, just their head I mean, up these steps. Let me like, tell you like the that. easiest thing that your gym can do. Cause John, you just mentioned this dresses like an adult, the easiest mm-hmm. thing policy that your gym can implement to make things way easier on anyone <laughs> who walks in through your door. Have your coaches all wear fucking the same shirt. Same uniform. It's not unreasonable. Okay. They get to wear fucking sweatpants and shorts and whatever the fuck else they want. Okay. These fucking divas, male and female divas, all of these fucking coaches can wear a shirt with the gym logo on it. That's the same color that says coach on the back. So that when they walk into a space, they don't just see a sea of fit people all fucking ignoring them. When new people come in, if you don't have some, there's, I see it in, I mean, in every business I go to. John, I've been in gyms in fucking a lot lot of countries, countries, a lot of of countries, a lot of states and of a lot of different types of gyms. And finding out who the fuck works there is crazy hard. Uh, And not only that, some of them, you'll stand there and look around like, uh, and you're just waiting for someone. I need an adult. I need an adult. Your eye, right? Mm -hmm. That's another moment of uncertainty. Uncertainty equals unprofessionalism. Okay. Uncertainty on behalf of the client means your business is performing less professionally. It really, really is. When I go to Apple, I know what's going on. Yeah. I know what's going to happen when I order an iPhone. It's going to show up. It's going to be packaged beautifully. I know I'm not going to get a charger anymore, which I hate, but I know it. I'm not surprised anymore. I know right. it because all that information is out there. I know the packaging is going to be great. The unboxing is going to be a very um, sleek experience. The thing's going to feel great in my hands. It's all wonderful. But any hiccup in those expectations, like what the, the first time I ordered a phone and didn't get a charger, yeah. that was a thing for me. Yeah. What the fuck just happened here? <laughs> they forgot it. Those <laughs> assholes. No, you know, you brought up an interesting point. Tyler. Think about any industry that's really like top of class. Or even the ones that aren't. Well, certainly they're like it's bad examples are just as good as good example. I'm staying on the good example, okay. but like fast food. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. Yep. I don't even get the opportunity to get to the fucking box anymore to order. Also, what are they wearing? Always. 
Like really pristine uniforms. Everybody looks the same. In and out. Same. It, same thing. And I don't even get to get to the box. Now I have a kid that walks up with a, a tablet, essentially. Yeah. Greets me by name, you know, wants to know my name and then and then makes the order and essentially has turned a thing where I'm kind of I feel really rushed. There's a long line. Now this person's talking. To I me. don't know what I want and I can't really yeah. hear through the two way shit radio. And no, now I have a human that's right in front of me and they are asking me. And now it's almost like a conversation yeah. of what I would like to eat. It's a, it is a significant difference in just the fast food experience. Talk about like it, enhancing the most shitty possible experience of what it means to get food in your face. And if you want your uh, staff to be treated respectfully, mm -hmm. they dress nice. They just do. They dress nice. It works. If you go to like a, if you go to a fast food restaurant and everybody's just wearing whatever t-shirt they would wear on the street, like most fucking gyms do, by the way, most gyms, most coaches, most personal trainers, they all dress like whatever the fuck they were going to wear that day. That would be unacceptable in every line of fucking work. Okay. Why? Because I don't fucking know who's in charge here. And I got to, what I have to have been here for a week or two, I have to have seen every person on staff and remembered their face separately from all the other people that I've had to meet in this goddamn place in the last month. And I got to know who works here and who doesn't just now suddenly. That's fucking hard. It's a weird. It's a weird thing that gym owner that gyms do. And I'm telling you, it's super easy. Require your fucking coaches to wear a uniform. That's it. That's it. It's not hard. You don't have. By the way, you don't have to do it. I don't give a shit. You're not paying me any money. I don't care what you do or not. I'm just telling you that, like, if you want your business, when someone comes in and sees your gym to be perceived as like a real thing. Like a real thing done by real adults so that a person who makes real money and has real goals is willing to pay that real money to your real business to do some real shit. That fucking everything aligns with that statement versus like, I don't know, I came in, there's just some fit guy with a hat on backwards trying to ignore me. All right. Well, that's that is what it is. Now, the other side of this now, what I, what I want to run to next on the expectations bit, right? We want to run internally externally and in the sales process is results. So we've talked about this a million times, but testimonials are the name of the game. If you're the place that looks the part and your branding's on point and it's great and I don't see anything about what anyone is accomplishing in your place, then I, man, it's really hard. But, which by the way, your brand being a place like at Equinox, right? It's a big name brand. Sure. It's a very expensive product. It's not a place that is hanging its hat on everybody going on, on getting a bunch of 20, 30, 40, 50 pound weight loss stories. It's really not. It's a premium place to come and hang out. It's a status purchase more than anything, which is fine. Results are not baked in to all of their stuff, which is whatever. But your gym, unless you're going Equinox deep, you're going to probably need to actually work for people instead of just raising your price and putting up your overhead. So your marketing should be, first off, your, your internal processes should all be focused on getting clients results. That's it. Everything should be focused on getting them the things they want to do, proving that you've done it, Defining the terms of that success ahead of time, making sure the products that you're selling are aligned with getting them from A to Z in that process. Get them invested up front because that gives them the best chance. That's a system that has to be in place. If it's not, you're missing the boat. Okay. If you're that, then allows you to actually get people results. Then when you get people those results, you need to document it, define it, fucking then speak about it outwardly. You need to harvest testimonials. You do everything you can to leverage the success that your clients have had. Because that's when people join a gym. That's why they want to join. 
you don't most of you do not have brand recognition within the community no period i'm talking real brand recognition planet fitness 24 hour fitness la fitness i'm talking about that level of brand recognition so because you don't have that you have to play the game differently you have exactly what you laid out tyler which is you have to show this is what we do as you start to build what your brand is all about and the issue is when it comes to marketing and when it comes to how you come across two people that are just trying to figure out what you are, what you're all about. Cause maybe they came across, maybe they heard somebody mention your name, like whatever it is, they're finally there. And it's, if you are playing the game as in you are just a place for people to come work out, or that is what your social looks like. If your marketing just looks like we're a place that people work out in. Or exercise. The, the worst advertising, if I look at, if I did describe what most gym social media is, it's insert gym name here where exercisers come to exercise. exercise. Come exercise with us. Then we yeah. make the app. Look at our, look at, we got pictures of people exercising. <laughs> There's exercisers all, exercising. Look at all this equipment that they exercise on. Uh, and that is, and that is why nobody knows what the fuck else you do. Like it's, you talked about the uncertainty is unprofessional and a confused mind won't buy. Yeah. And they're all part of that same thing. And so that's the issue is that if you just look like a planet fitness, if you just look like at anytime fitness, if you look like any of these brands that have massive brand recognition, you now are going to be compared to those brands. And guess what? You're too fucking expensive and your marketing dollars aren't, you don't have deep enough pockets to play that game. But here's the thing for all anyone that's listening that does have those brands. Cause we have several folks that are mm -hmm. franchise owners that are inside of our group in the Facebook group. And it's just imagine how you, because the odds are if you own a franchise in your town, there's another one of those cunts that own a franchise in your <laughs> town too. Yeah. There's somebody else that owns the other guys who you fucking hate too. Because if you're a Planet Fitness franchise owner or anytime or however you want to break it, any of those franchises, if you own those, you are now not competing with mom and pop boutique gyms. They're not your competition. No. But man, how will you set yourself apart if you are one of these franchise owners and you start talking about personal training the way yeah. we're talking about right now? Now you are taking a model that every boutique, small mom and pop, you know, small dude owning type spot. If you take those types of strategies and start to implement them in your big box, massive brand recognition type thing. Your brand well, recognition will absolutely skyrocket with fuel like that. That's yep. the thing. That is absolutely, that is, if you have the eyes, that type of talk of actual success, <laughs> you know what I mean? Talking of actual success and accomplishment and such things and results, right? That type of talk is just high octane fuel for a system like that. And by the way, that's where a lot of those franchise gym owners out there, if you're not one of those big 24 hour gyms, you better get hip to this shit because they're gonna start doing this too, by the way. They're gonna oh. start folding in some higher ticket stuff because they need to, because the market is, everything has kind of been whittled down over the last decade at least to like 
the lowest amount we can possibly charge to make things work. And then it's, it's starting to 2020 was hard on those types of businesses as well. And now it's like, all right, what do we got to do differently? Okay. They're sitting in the same spot you are, except they got a lot more money and a lot more brand recognition. So know that you need to be doing this. If you're ahead of this by a year, six months, three months, okay, you win. Mm -hmm. I treat it. It's I treat it a lot like AI. Whoever starts accumulating the most data, the the largest data set, it will inf it will always be that much further ahead than the team that started later. That's the truth. So if I have a year of in my community showing and displaying and bragging about my clients' results and saying that's what we do and making sure that's the thing, before after pictures, testimonial, testimonials, testimonials in their words, not mine, and just blasting all that shit out there in other people's words using other people's successes that they came came to in your gym now what's the expectation when someone inquires about your gym yeah man that's the spot where people go and get shit done like that's the spot and and you win and if the other place starts talking about that and you keep doing yours you have way more you have way more data accumulated and they got to fight an uphill battle because a lot of those places they have to figure out how to get people results Dylan is inside of our gear Academy. He posted something the other day that I have to mention because it's right on line on this. He goes, planet fitness members did 470 million workouts in 2022. So planet fitness, 470 million workouts. Planet fitness has 17 million members. So the average member did 28 workouts in the year. Every other week in the year, a total <laughs> Yep. On average. So that is where it's, again, the mistake that you're seeing is you may be copying what you are seeing out there. And yep. you may be copying someone who copied someone who copied someone. Which is the most likely case, by the way. Because I'm going to tell, tell you the truth about anything I've seen in this business, in any business. Nobody fucking knows anything, guys. Nobody knows anything. Everybody's just copying what the next guy said works. It was a great, I think it was a Ryan Long comedy bit where he's like, as he was talking about how like, yeah, so now I make my money telling, I get rich telling other people how to get rich. And then, <laughs> and then, yes. and that's all it is. Okay. And, and that, but that is the absolute truth in this business is that at every level, every franchise just ripped off from another one and took a slight change on the brand they want to do or a slight angle at the market market they're trying to approach. But that's really it. Everybody is doing kind of the same thing. So but the bar, the, results, is low. the bar is really low, guys. Like I said, all you got to do is try. I remember there was a time when I had, we had first started my gym and I was doing all our social media myself. Right. And this was, you know, fucking how many years ago this was now? Six years ago, seven years ago. And I was asked to speak at some business function thing and it was for small businesses or whatever. And yeah, it was yeah. my understanding. It was supposed to be for small business owners. Right. So I'm not going to go up there and just talk about my business because I don't care. At that time, too, I was at capacity. I couldn't take any more people. So I didn't really want to use this as an advertising piece. So I thought, let me just talk to these business owners. There's This was twofold. One, uh, if you can just provide value to them about this part, they then respect you as a professional, which makes these people who own businesses more likely to do business with you than somebody totally. else, right? Absolutely. So I went out and I said, here's what I'm doing for social media. Just do it. Start trying. If you're not doing it, you can hire someone to do it. It's fine. But no, for the same thing, John, same reasons John and I have talked about before, where it's like, you're going to outsource it completely. You're just getting some fucking soulless marketing firm, just stamping out bullshit in your name most of the time, but especially mm -hmm. in the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. And I went through all this stuff. And some old fucking old fuck 
I'll tell you, this is a guy who owns a fucking magazine in this town. He's done digital marketing in this town <laughs> forever, but he literally I makes a fuck, still does a print magazine. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's done graphic design since whatever, since computers were invented since and now. slowly sees his market share get dwindled and dwindled and dwindled by new kids that come out of college that do it better than him every fucking year. Talking about social media. Talking about social media. So he shows up to me after that thing and goes, uh, by the way, interrupts me while I was at dinner with my wife and son, which was even better because I, I like this guy so little. <laughs> <laughs> and this fucking schmuck comes up to me and, and goes, you know, I saw your speech because it was like in a the theater. It was a the whole thing, you know, and he was like, yeah, I saw your thing today. And uh, he said, you know, if I was uh, if you're so damn good at social media, mm-hmm. how come I've never seen any of your stuff? I said, well, Troy. Fuck his name's Troy, because fuck you, Troy. I said, well, Troy, <laughs> <laughs> had you seen it, all this stuff? Are you interested in joining a gym? I mean, are you, are you interested in joining a CrossFit gym? Oh, no, I never would. Oh, okay. Well, I guess you leave the marketing to me then, because you don't fucking have any idea. So I should have spent a shitload of time, effort, and resources chasing people who have no desire to do business with me, because that's what you do. That's what you do is bland, blasting your shit out into the fucking void. You're the goddamn like modern internet equivalent of doing shit on radio still, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, just get the fuck out of here. Let me just speak to people who want the shit I'm trying to do here. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point of that thing. But what I'm telling you is the people that are even doing it, that are doing it. By the way, that guy makes so much more money than I do, right? But his shit still sucks. And I don't like doing shit that sucks. And if you're a gym owner, right, do you want to make more money, but your business sucks and doesn't get results and is a soulless fucking devoid of any joy and just blows, like just sucks? You don't want that out of your gym either, okay? Now, you can, you can, you can make more money. You cannot make the infinite amount of money right now. You cannot make stacks and stacks and stacks right now because you do have to get. Can you get results? You do have to scale kind of like at a reasonable pace because you cannot mm-hmm. just 5x, 10x right now without losing your attention to detail and professionalism when connection with the people on the ground, mm-hmm. okay? But you don't have to just like do this guy's version of it, which is like, well, I'm just going to start stamping out whatever else anybody else does and that's just it, okay? Because there's a lot of fucking gatekeepers out there in this world. There's a lot of them. And don't think that you have to do things the way that other people do because they have no fucking idea why they're doing it. It's like the most important thing you should know is all the way across the board. I have met very successful people in the fitness industry, people that own gyms that make so much money, it would make you sick. People that own gyms that have brands that like the brand is so much bigger than the gym. The brand produces way more money than the gym is. Mm -hmm. And all of them, almost every night they go, fuck, I'm fucking really winging this dude. (laughs) They have no idea what they're doing. They've told me personally, I'm telling you this. Okay. So don't think that you're not like, sharp enough to just like all right let me just do this let me just practically look what expectations i'm trying to set with my clients what am i really trying to do here and can i just make every system in my business align with it it's not that hard it's not that hard we said this in the beginning the bar is really low and nobody out in this fucking business knows what they're doing they're all pretending they're all saying shit all the consultants just like john and i all those other people out there what are they going to do they're going to ask you to like start doing stuff. I have an idea. I want you to try it on your gym so I can see if it works. That's what they want to do. <laughs> okay. Yep. That's why John and I are here to help you. Like, what do you want to do? What is your idea? Let's fucking bounce this off of this system, this idea of we're trying to come up with best practices. Do these align with you? Now we have something to run with. And that's the game we got to be playing. Cause it's your baby. Yeah. It's a, you don't, 
We've called this out before, but the other guys are going to put you in a position where they just want your gym to look, smell, and feel, and ultimately, ultimately become their gym. Yeah. Every single strategy that they're going to give you are going to be the strategies that they want you to be running, and it's irrelevant to really what would be best and what fits your model the best. Yeah. And so that is where, yeah, go ahead. Like I said with this too, right? They, they want you to be running their systems. I don't give a fuck what you run. I just prefer that it gets clients results and that you speak about that results, please. And you behave like a fucking professional and you'll easily float above everybody else in the fitness industry. You make the entire industry more approachable. You make the industry look more effective. That's it. If every gym owner just uh, on earth, okay, all of you just listen to me on this one fucking thing. This one thing. Make your shit about getting your clients results. Behave like a fucking professional. Set some solid expectations across the board. Problem solved. And tell people about it. Yes. Fucking post about that stuff. Yeah. Make it easier to for people to see that stuff and not a goddamn rowing machine. And one more thing before we go. Okay, this is a piece, and we may do, we may elaborate on this subject a little bit later. But on all of these things, what John and I have just given you is pretty fucking easy. All these are these are simple changes you can make. What can you do to make your stuff more approachable, feel more professional, to define expectations all the way across the board? What is that, right? Because as you do that, your business will appear more professional and more attractive. Okay, especially attractive to people who want certainty, and people who want certainty are usually people that pay more money. Okay, so certainty, guaranteed results, things like this, it's worth more money. Certainty is awesome. That's what premium, everything is about certainty, right? Our most, when I was, even when we did our offer stuff in the heating company, our, our top option, our most premium and most permanent options. You know why? You know what that top option always had? That had two-year warranty on everything that we repaired that day. Anything we touched was warrantied for two days. Now, something else goes wrong in that piece of equipment, that's not under warranty, but any piece I install, work on or whatever, and that thing, warranted for two years, that is the certainty. And that's the certainty that basically doubles the price of, of that repair, right? It's just, mm -hmm. we're going to stand behind it. But that certainty is worth money. Now, all of these things that we've described, what is stopping you from starting to implement these things this week? You tell me this as a gym owner. Like, why, why aren't you doing this? Okay, well, have you really looked at how are you holding your coaches, your classes? How are you holding your programming accountable to your clients' results? Are you checking in with them, right? So, okay, good. You don't have it now. I'm not telling you you're an idiot, but like, okay, perfect. Now let's fix this, right? Can you fix this? Let's make sure that we're making sure our clients get results. Check in with them now. Set, say, what do you want to accomplish in the next 12 weeks? Do we have fucking email for all I care? Okay, you, they're already in your business. You don't got to extra sell them right now. Find out what they want to accomplish, whether it's weight, strength, whatever. Define that. Maybe it's an opportunity to upsell them into a thing. Maybe it's not. Maybe the services they're in are perfect to get them there, but then check in with them in 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. see how many of them didn't get there then you have some gaps to fill that's okay start filling them do that for a year please just do this for a year but start this thing now your shit's gonna work then take all the successes and testimonials and talk about them leverage them for testimonials do that but that you can start right now too go to google right now get all your testimonials all your reviews chop them up put them in there start posting about that you do that now start skinning your fucking actual processes. Make your coat buy go buy your coach's uniforms, please. 
a nice shirt, a nice athletic fitting shirt that shows off their form or whatever it is that they need that that they that they desire. Okay, buy their favorite brand shirt. Just go have your shit printed on it. I don't care. But they don't get to start wearing their fucking whatever their thing is anymore. They don't get to do that. So that your gym now looks like a place where professionals work and that coaches can be respected as professionals, not just people who are trying to fuck your clients. Okay. <laughs> then start following through when you're doing scheduling and expectations. Make the approach to stuff much easier for people as you go. That's not that hard. So all of these, you can just start implementing these things this week. And in three months, your gym will be infinitely more professional. Inside, outside. By the way, your coaches are going to have a better sense of pride. They will. They might complain. This is not my favorite shirt. This isn't my rogue shirt. They're like whatever, fuck them. Right? If they got a problem with that, like they're they're not a right, they're not a good fit for what your business is going to be doing if it needs to actually have an impact. Okay. But implement these things right now, right now. Because the question I want to ask you is: If you're, are you hoping or are you doing? All of the things you want to do right now. I want to have more members. What are you doing about it? I don't know. I want to fill this class. What are you doing about it? Hoping. I wish I could sell more personal training. Okay. How's wishing going? What are we doing? Okay. These are none of these things are that hard to do. You just need to like take, take the first step. Just start doing the thing. So are you hoping or are you doing? If you're one who actually wants to do the thing, which is have an impact, make more money, have a more professional facility that just looks like a place where people are willing to pay you thousands and thousands of dollars so you can drive a nice car and take care of your family and do all the shit you want to do and not be handcuffed to this fucking business and coaching every hour yourself, like absolutely not. So are you hoping that that goes away or are you going to do something about it? This has been your pep talk from Tyler. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Uh, follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Follow John at JBanksFL. Follow me at Tyler F. And Stone. And go to the Gym Owners Revolution. That link is in our description. That's the Facebook group. If you actually want us to work with you directly, so that all this talk about doing instead of hoping mm -hmm. really applies to you, that we make sure every week that you're doing and not just fucking hoping, that you don't lose another year just sitting where you are, or even worse, going backwards like a lot of you are. Sorry, it's been a rough couple of years, right? Go to gymownersrevolution.com, get in the Gear Academy. If you have questions about the Gear Academy or you want to work with us directly in a more in a more direct focus, that gets to be the Gear Academy exists so that we don't have to pay the prices it's going to take to work have me and John work with you exclusively. Mm -hmm. Um, but we do still offer that stuff. It's just a it's a bigger paycheck. If you can afford that, you probably should you seem to be a real wizard with business or you're about to make a very irresponsible financial decision. So why don't you just get in the Gear Academy and take a little initiative yourself? Okay. JimMotorsRevolution.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.